The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series written by Mercedes Mackey, Cody Martin, Dennis Lee, and Veronica Jaguer. Presenting Season 5, Waiting On. This is a bonus season that falls between the written books 2 and 3 and is only available via our free podcast. As always, thank you to our beloved fans and loyal listeners. And now, we begin. The Journal of John Murdoch, Part 1, written by Mercedes Lackey and Cody Martin. This might have been the best motel John had ever stayed in in his entire life. Vicky had guided him to it, after having him leave the beater rental van, pick up a newer rental van, and visit a megamart. It wasn't just a room, it was a whole two-story suite, one of those extended-stay places. Three bedrooms and a bath up, one bedroom and a bath, a living room thing, and a real kitchen down. The fridge even came stocked. With beer. And other things, but the beer was what interested John most after that little adventure in the missile silo. He'd been listening to the radio on the way back to KC, and the explosion had made the news, which meant that John had been very eager to not make himself available in the immediate area. Someone might have noticed an athletically built fellow with some interesting bags and a beater van in that no-tell motel. Can you say terrorist profile? I knew you could. So now he was an athletically built fellow in newish clean athletic gear, athletic bags, and a name-brand rental van, with the story that he was waiting for his sports team, sport unspecified, to arrive, and they were all going to be living here in a fancy suite motel. Now someone just had to think of a sport that would have a lot of Russians on the team. Pavel might be part of it. He didn't think Pavel was going to go unnoticed. John closed the door behind him, noted that Vicky had gotten a suite that was as secure as a motel could be, and let his guard down a little. He chose the downstairs bedroom, which had a king-sized bed, dropping his bags on the floor. Nice digs. Still with me, Blondie. Five by five, tall, dark, and waterproof. The voice in his ear sounded relaxed, almost cheerful. It's easier to hack their stuff than the Roach Hotel, oddly enough. I'm on Channel 99. Affirmative. John retrieved a cold beer from the fridge. Local swill, but he wasn't about to complain and plopped down on his bed with a remote in hand. A smart remote, so this TV was equipped to surf, which meant he could treat it like a computer of sorts. And we're up. Start feeding me what you got. Tesla and Marconi got me a translation program, so all the stuff we downloaded is cooking at a rapid rate. There definitely is a big staging area somewhere there in KC. Savior is sending you a team, hence the suite. How big are we talking about here? He took a long draft from the beer, looking up to the TV. Well, this is where the trucks are coming from for this area. So big enough to load the trucks. More staff than the silo. Staff to repair the armor and maybe the robo-wolves and robo-eagles. Didn't seem to have anything for death machines. John had read the briefings on the mechanical horrors that the Thulians fielded, but he never had had the unpleasant opportunity to fight against them. 
Nasty customers there, uh, robo-whatsits. Mm, pretty damn. Uh, look, I can do something called retro-scrying if I have a piece of stuff that came from where I want to look. I was going to call up the fight that the misfits had down in the catacombs after I lost their feed and before I got it back. I could do that now, and you could watch it while I burn it to memory. What? Certainly. He retrieved a fresh beer while Vicky did whatever mumbo-jumbo she did to make this stuff happen. You got any relevant ARRs and dossiers I could browse in a sidebar? Yep, got the analysis Echo did on the downed eagles from the slick caper. Use the scroll-down and page-down buttons on your remote. This hotel rig is set up for reading email. The screen split into two windows, one with text popping up and the other with some interesting patterns at the moment. Ah, you're a peach. I can't do a lot in the field, Johnny. I kind of got to make up with what I can do in here. She was muttering something too quietly for him to hear, but it didn't sound like English, so he didn't pay a lot of attention to it. Did I ever tell you that magic on the computer level is basically math and physics? She didn't wait for him to answer. All that high-level physics stuff running around these days says that pretty much everything in time and space is connected, so you just have to bend things around the connections, and you're looking at what you want to. You know, this all sounds like it's a hell of a lot higher than my pay grade. Hey, I'm still getting paid in things other than beer, right? She chuckled. Right now, you're getting one million Polish zlotys a day. By my math, I might be able to buy a few popsicles with that, if I find someone that's nearsighted. And you call yourself a Marxist. Uh, not in the slightest, Cupcake. He leaned back, propping his head up with a pillow so he could still drink and watch the television. Anyways, keep going. I do have something of interest for you besides your wallet and the intel. Casey is a beef-packing town. There's some very nice T-bones in the meat drawer if you can cook. Aha! The patterns on the screen resolved into a static image. And here we go. Connection between now and then, my rig and the catacombs established. And rolling. At first, there wasn't much of interest to see, except for the rank upon rank of power armor down in that enormous vault, and the misfits wandering around among the silent giants like kids in a museum. He was getting an overhead view, which was interesting, and probably better than the original camera feed would have been. So, why are they called the Misfits again? We, she corrected. I'm part of the team. She sighed. No one else will have us but Bulwark. He makes a habit of trying to save people. Particularly the ones no one else believes in. Huh. Kind of a raggedy-looking bunch. And y'all have that genie guy with you? John had heard about the Red Genie during his time on the run. The criminal element and people like John seemed to intermingle regularly. Red has his moments. Don't we all? John was cut off when the doors in the vault slammed shut, 
A structure smack dab in the middle of the room seemed to change, and very quickly the misfits were fighting robo-wolves and robo-eagles. They got split up immediately. The three girls, Bella, Harmony, and Scope, were under attack by the birds, while one wolf chased Genie and one chased Acrobat. Jesus, those things are mean. Besides blowing them to hell and softening them up with fire, what weaknesses do they have? John was already looking for joints, ammunition magazines, power cells, anything that could be exploited. It was becoming increasingly hard with the flurry of action on the screen. There's a pretty good AI in there, and we think that the wolves had an uplink somewhere. The wolves are fangs and claws, the eagles are beak claws and an energy gun in their mouth that uses a different mechanism from the arm cannon. They've got IR and UV vision, night vision, of course, the usual ability to camera zoom in tight on a target. Bella found out that if you shoot that area in the eagle's mouth where the gun is, you have a good chance at making whatever they use as ammo explode the head. The eagles don't seem to have radar. When Scope shoots out their eyes later, they collide. All the sensors located in the head. Whatever they use for a processor. From the wreckage, the processor is buried deep inside the body. The sensors are all in the head. Well, that's a pain. But you knock out the head ought to be easier to pry the bastard apart. Right about then, Bulwark, who had raised his force field, was driven to his knees with a grunt as the wolf on him pounded the outside of the field. Yeah, that looks harsh. Bull's power isn't like a sci-fi field. Energy applied outside gets some transferred inside. Jesus, any casualties on the op? I hate surprises. Thanks to the powers that watch over fools, no. Bull was pretty messed up with a lot of internal injury. Scope nearly ruptured her eyes and Bell was drained down to just about nothing. And Jeannie looked like one of those carcasses hanging on a hook over in the stockyards. But everybody lived. Oh, watch this. This is how Jeannie takes out his wolf. Red was looking a little worse for wear and naked, but certainly not as bad as Vicky had made out to be. John saw how he ended up matching her description. The meta paused, measuring up the robo-wolf, then pounced on its neck. His hands dug into a seam that had formed where the contraption had taken a beating, and then his hands seemed to distend and harden into grotesque claws, while his body somehow grew a kind of encasement that was part insect carapace and part rhino hide. The wolf did not like this turn of events, and started to buck and turn to try to dislodge Jeannie. It was vicious and fast, but finally a shower of sparks erupted from the seam, and the wolf slumped to the floor. Well, I gotta say, I've seen some eight-second rodeo riders that would have had a hell of a time staying on for that ride. There was silence for a moment on the other end. Then... Holy jeebus, Clooney Frog on a pogo stick. I... Wow. Uh, okay. This is where I got the feedback. This version was one-sided. John couldn't hear what Vicky was probably saying, but as the weird protection sloughed off, leaving the genie raw and bruised but looking reasonably like a human again, if a skinned one, Red said something in Russian. Okay, rewind. I'll show you Bull and Acrobat taking out theirs. 
This was a little more straightforward. Acrobat teased the wolf into chasing him, returned on Bulwark's signal, and the two of them, working together, got the wolf impaled on the gigantic sword of one of the more primitive suits of toppled armor. Those damned things were carrying swords? I never really thought I'd dislike Nazis more than I already did, but I'm learning new things every day. We are pretty sure that's something like version 1.5. They hadn't figured out how to make energy cannons yet, or maybe how to get the stuff small enough to fit in an arm. So since these things were supposed to be terror weapons, they just gave them honking big swords to mow people down like a John Deere harvester. John shook his head and finished his beer. If they had come out with those things a couple of decades earlier, they could have still done some nasty damage. Rewind to Scope taking out the two birds with a couple good shots. This was even more straightforward. Despite being under fire, despite a lot of hysterical screaming and shouting, and with Bella finally pouring enough of herself into Scope that she went the color of skim milk and passed out, Scope managed to take out the eyes of both birds in mid-dive. Unable to see or correct, they crashed into each other. So, that's that. More shit went down with a death sphere that was probably operating on AI, but you already know how to take those out, and I have the camera feed on on that. I'm not looking forward to when they figure out what we're doing and make improvements. Tough customers. Remind me never to play Raiders of the Lost Ark with you, though. Trust me, this was not my idea, nor would I have sent in one small team. The second window closed, leaving John with a report on the downed eagle from outside Atlanta. On one level, I am glad Tesla's gone. He made some piss-poor decisions. Her voice sounded curiously hard, even a little angry. I know they say not to badmouth the dead, but those were my teammates he put on a suicide mission down there. Ain't this grand adventure we're all on just one big potential suicide mission, though? We all got to die sometime, kiddo. And sometimes, we gotta let some folks die to save others. John looked away from the TV, finishing his beer in one long draft. And I don't have to like it and I aim to prevent it where and when I can. You know, something that just struck me about those damned eagles and wolves? They aren't nearly as effective as the rest of the Thulian arsenal, except for one task. That I can guess, but tell me. Terror weapons. Power armor suits, flying death orbs, and whatnot are frightening enough. But those robots are just goddamn scary on a primordial, primitive level. He shook his head, taking another swig of his beer. Imagine a pack or a flight of those bearing down on you. That was my thought when I saw them. And think of the intimidation factor in a parade or standing bodyguard over a leader? He could hear Vicky typing over the link. A second later, in a little window, was a photoshopped image of Hitler with a wolf at either hand and an eagle above him. Gotta hand it to the Kriegers. They know about presentation. Another window opened and dossiers of CCCP members appeared in tabs across the top. Your team. Xavier has you in command on this one. Oh, 
She couldn't have been too happy about that one. You and Blue Blackmail or something? Unter pointed out how no one else could pass as American. So I hear. Georgie must be going soft in his old age. I'll get caught up on all of them in a bit. I'd offer you a beer, except I don't think you can work teleportation. Wait, can you? Yes, within reason. Only in my case there's no tele about it. It's magic and not psionic. It's called a porting and I need a landing strip. In other words, I need a prepared area where I'm sending things or they tend to end up as a smear on the floor. I can bring stuff to me, safely enough. It's sending them off that's hard. She chuckled. But I don't need your beer, thanks. Sorry about the generic brand. It was all I could get the hotel to stock. But I found a package store that makes deliveries, so say when you want one, and I'll have him bring up a case of Guinness and some vodka for the comrades later. Much obliged. John continued to scan the files and information that Vicky was sending him, but his mind was elsewhere. She really is a friggin' witch. If she can do all of this just with a computer and some hand-waving and chanting... What does she know about me without even breaking a sweat? You do you realize that in magic it's T A N S T A F L, right? There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Girl knew her Heinland. Daltovrich. I go through a lot of calories. I build up a bunch of magical batteries to use in an emergency. Kind of the same thing that happens with Blueberry with her metahealing, right? All that energy has to come from somewhere. Exactamundo. Very big bad stuff means I better have reserves. Very big bad stuff means I may need backup. She sighed. So far, that is what makes the computer stuff work so well. Don't need a lot of energy to move electrons around. It's amazing what you can do when you know the math. Like, okay, look at this. A new window opened. It was a DOD document with about 90% of it blacked out. You can get that via freedom of information. Real useful, right? The sarcasm was thick. Only math I was ever really good at involved calculating bullet weight and drop, but I think I follow what you're saying. He scanned through the large blocks of black, only picking out some inconsequential words and bits that gave nothing away. Yeah, right. There's a but here, right? You bet. Oh, this is the doc on our dear departed friend, the Echo Janitor. Now, what I can do, since I know the math, is I can tell the image I have in my computer, become what you used to look like before they blacked out all the stuff. Watch and learn. Slowly, letters, words, resolved out of the black, as if the ink was dissolving away. I can do this with a real document, too, but on the computer image it costs less in energy because I'm moving a few electrons, not actual ink. So, the image and the original hard copy are connected, then? I'm still confused by this crazy stuff. Laws of similarity and contagion. The law of similarity says if A looks like B, I can make it act like B. 
Law of Contagion says, if A was ever in contact with B, I can make either one look like the other and affect the other. Both of those are what make voodoo and dolls work. Christ, voodoo is real too? One of the more effective real-world magics. Jeannie Bull and I just recruited a voodoo in Hungan from New Orleans. I don't know what that is, but anyways. With the effects of these two laws, you can get into a lot of places and see a lot of things that folks don't want others to see. Corporate espionage made easy, research files, government dossiers. Very true. However, there are not too many people who do what I do. I only know of me for certain, actually. At least on the good guy side. Most magicians make tech go all wonky. There were more typing sounds. Even my folks don't do this for the FBI. Mom is a standard witch and glitches probability. Dad is a werewolf, which makes him great for passing as a guard dog. Werewolves, too? <laughs> hell, and here I thought I had a decent handle on how the world was, even with Kriegers blowing it to hell. There just aren't a lot of magicians around. Way fewer than people with powers, but we've been around a long, long time. Anyway, the window with the document closed. That's part of what I can do. There was a long, a very long, pause. I have mentioned a time or two that I am paranoid, right? You? Never. John imagined Vicky wishing for a few busts of the heroes of the War of Northern Aggression to throw at his head right then. Paranoia is just heightened awareness of danger to me. I assume Blue gave you enough of a rundown on how much running around I've done the past few years. Uh, um, uh, another long pause. Then, in a very small voice, I've got more on you. John's blood turned to ice in his veins, but he did his best to sound casual. Oh. Well, all the good stuff is fabrications, and all the bad rumors are true. He took a sip of his beer, hardly tasting it as he waited for her to continue. So, you really turned down the head cheerleader for the senior prom? A note on the page of his senior yearbook opened in a new window. You made a good-looking sergeant. What looked like his entire army file took its place. I still would. And then there was that little accident they arranged for your squad in Panama. Another redacted file replaced the army file, and the black dissolved away from the words. So that was how they got you into that secret program of theirs. I don't know why they picked you out for the rest of that, but I can probably find out if I keep digging. There's a block on a lot of stuff. She sounded a little annoyed, maybe disconcerted. I'm better than their blocker. It's pretty brute force stuff. I just need to be careful and sneaky and finesse it. I can get past it if I work at it long enough, but I kind of have a lot on my plate. I would have thought you'd know already. 
Seems like the rest of my history is an open book to you, kiddo. Well, it could be. It took me a long time to dig out this file. The blocker again. The cursor hovered over the window she had just brought up. A lot of the stuff isn't in computers, or is in computers it's harder for me to crack. I only just got this one before Tesla was murdered. Another sigh. How angry at me are you? Not very. I can't blame you for looking in on someone that you're doing Overwatch for. Much. Knowledge is a shield. The more I know, the more I can shield myself. Or you. The cursor continued to hover. You want to read this? You want me to stop digging or, or keep going? John shook his head. Don't need to read it. I went through it one day at a time. Keep digging. Never know, might find something I can use. That's a good part of why I'd do it, Johnny. If they get hold of you again, I want to know how to crack you out. So, have you told me everything you know about, well, shit, me? I can send a full file copy with the commies. Or you can read it on screen. Don't send it with the team. A folder icon popped up in the corner. At your leisure. But once you close this connection, if you want to look at it again, you'll have to ping me. That's a link, not a copy. None of the things I'm passing you actually are on the hotel net. John scanned the beginning of the first file. It was an operational report... The status listed it as a failure. It was dated for five years ago. And the location was Albuquerque. You have been listening to The Secret World Chronicle, Season 5. This podcast is voiced and produced by Veronica Jaguer and is made possible through the amazing people at patiobooks.com. Music is Exciting Trailer by the equally exciting Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. To keep up with podcasts and news about the Secret World Chronicle series published by Bayon Books, follow us on Facebook or at www.secretworldchronicle.com.